I would like to procure the bag. I want to be a rich bitch. Penthouse doorman. Money, 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 rich bitch. Hey, give me that bag. Rich bitch. You're so rich. It's all good. I'm happy. Oh my God. Big brother. Big brother. He's watching. Uh, hi. <laughs> hi. Hi. How are you? Gosh, I am actually really good. I know I'm like look really fresh and from the bed. And Listen, I Listen, I'm so glad that we're giving like Sunday morning realness with like the pajamas and robes and just yeah, the mine's craziness actually really of it all. Dress, but it doesn't look like a dress when you Oh, it's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that's very like, friend dresser. You're red carpet ready. It totally is. Yeah. And she doesn't have anything on but some lip balm and a and a personality, you know. I so. don't even have that, so you're ahead of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm disgusting right now. I went to the gym yesterday, and Great. I can't. I kicked my ass so hard Good. to the point where, like, I my tank top walking home was see through. Like it was. I like. Wow. I might as well have been naked. I was disgusting. Wow, well, uh, that's the idea of the workout. Yeah. Totally. And like, I got home. And my neighbor wanted to meet up for coffee and go for a walk with the with the puppies. And so we did that. Wow. And then I came back and I had a two and a half hour double podcast interview with this podcast. So like by the time all of this was done, like basically I'm saying all of this to say that I got super busy yesterday and I have not showered from that gym situation yet. Um, so (laughs) you win. Yeah, you win. Because I yeah, I definitely took a shower last night. Yeah, I'm I'm king disgusting right now. (laughs) That's great. How to be a disgusting bitch. (laughs) How to be a disgusting bitch. Um, so tell me about Virginia. How's how's the visit with the parentals going? It's been really good. Um, we got here on Sunday. That's after oh my gosh, it's after we wrapped the movie. Then we took all the equipment back to the studio that we rented it from while we were in tandem working with the props people to make sure the returns were going well we had to navigate you know i rented a car so i jumped out of the car ran to to get our to get to our time to get our rental vehicle in the village then i drove that up to our apartment where i loaded everything in while he dropped off the final stuff in his mom's car and then we met up and got out of here in the nick of time we had to get our <laughs> it was just like this is so crazy especially after you've been filming for days your schedule. Sure. Well, talk about that. What was what was the project? What was the thing? Yeah. So it's called. Um, I can't get too into it because you know it's not. Dead, totally. yeah, 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 yeah. But um, it's a sci-fi, dark, uh, kind of comedy. I would say because it really is. Um, about called robotomy. Um, it's really good. It's about it's about people believing either when it was originally written by Michael Pisano. He it was like, um my partner it was about climate change deniers um but now it's kind of just about everyone believing insane shit so um it's it's so much more it's even more relatable today and it's about someone who kind of goes into a doctor's office and says that they're they're definitely a robot there's something in my arm like i'm there's something wrong there's nanos in my arm and the doctor's like there's really not like i I assure you and the person's like no a ceo just found out he was a we just found out a ceo was a robot like this is in the future a little bit and he's like no you got to check it out so it starts with the doctor taking his arm off and looking through and being like there's no there's no robots in your arm like your arm is human you're human and he's like no take my other so then it goes into some weird shit so it's really it's actually really thought-provoking um and what's really cool about it is it looks incredible. Um, though the set was expertly done. Um, it looks like a real hospital room for sure. The props that we had, the 
art design was incredible. Um, shout out to Christina uh, Andrade. She's so amazing. Um, she's a friend of mine that um, I pulled us, I pulled her in on the pilot, the, the diner pilot, um, which we also just gave notes, our first round of notes for. It's coming really well together. Oh, good. Um, but anyway, so like, that's really cool. So it was just a really beautiful experience. And then I just have to say, uh, you know, the actors, only two um, actors, just a two person. One is the doctor, very calming healing presence and the other person is like flipping out and both were really done brilliantly uh one of the people that i brought in was Quabana and pofo who's like so stoic and um just a wonderful actor sag after um of course it was micro badge <laughs> it was sag after we love um and and again it was just such a magical experience and while that was going on i booked an acting gig uh of course you did so i you know, I'm like producing as well. We had another producer, but I really, I was the producer. And so what sucks is like, I was just like, okay, so Friday I'm there, Saturday, you know, Friday's build day, Saturday shoot, Sunday shoot. Um, and I of course booked something Saturday. So I was all morning on a gig booking, but it was great. It was so much fun. It was an interactive project, um, which is super dope. Um, and it was beautiful out. So I was cool with that. It wasn't as smoky as the day before. So I was happy about that. Thanks, Canada. Hey, girl. <laughs> um, smoke. Uh, so I wasn't in danger from the environment. Um, not more than I normally am. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, then we then we shot the whole thing. So we were literally exhausted driving here. I mean, it's about five. It's at least almost six hours to get down here by car. It can be longer, um, but it wasn't. We, we, uh, we drove the speed limit and we got here really fast. And uh, it's because <laughs> there was no traffic at all. Somehow no one was there. It was just us in the road. And it was really Love. great. We got here, we got here and it's been just so relaxing. We did everything from, you know, watch the fireworks. Like it, it, where I, where I grew up in high school is a development that was made in the seventies by these like new age guys. Um, and it's called Brander mill. Um, and it's in yeah. Virginia. It's, it's like well-known from the, uh, commute housing developmental slash uh, design spec, and it's in Virginia. And what it is is a community where they created a reservoir, like man-made, but it looks it's very real now. It's teeming with life as it has been since the seventies. But they made a community around it with like houses that were built with the trees, not cutting them down, but in the trees, kind of like all every every backyard is like littered with trees and it's not you don't feel like it, they bulldoze shit and then put houses they put i think three thousand something houses and inside of this development are bike paths a golf course um a boat uh marina all this like really interesting stuff in the middle of like virginia and it just it's a very interesting community and there's schools there's boat there's pools uh three of them um, so yeah, it's been really interesting to come back here and, and kind of remember how middle school, high school, I lived in a very curated, but not Pleasantville, but like, a, like a weird at the time in the seventies, like very new agey in the woods, uh, cool community. So oh, it was interesting. Yeah. So especially coming from like first Baltimore and then nowhere, Maryland, and then Tennessee briefly, we we're like, help. Um, I love Tennessee, but I don't love where we were. So it was really yeah. weird. 
Anyway, my point is, is that Mike has been able to see this in the summer because usually he's only here in the winter, like Christmas time. So we Mm -hmm. get to do all the outdoor realness, like seeing the fireworks over the water at the boat Mm -hmm. basin. And I don't know if you saw any fireworks, but it was pretty, pretty iconic. I'm I'm obviously I'm not like, yay, America, you're really killing it right now. But I also am like, we got to celebrate something. Rooting for you, girl. Yeah, we hope you get it together. Fix your shit. Yeah, no, same. I was was with my parents, and we saw some fireworks. There was, like, a the country club that is, like, a couple miles behind our house. They were shooting them off, and we could see them from the backyard. So we just kind of, like, we were enjoying the country club without being at the country club. club. (laughs) Never in my life. We had our prom at the country club. That's the only time I've ever been. (laughs) I never, see, what sucks is, like, growing up, my dad, I never went to really the country club unless my dad was golfing. And then I could be, like, sneaking with my friends and be, like, yeah, my name, my dad's name is David Seeds. His number is blank. I, I know his member number. And we coming in. And then we just hang out at that pool because that was such a better pool compared to every other pool. And then you can rack up. Um, food and drinks on his tab so it's pretty cool yeah thanks dad <laughs> thanks dad um as my cousin says thanks wallet that's what she calls her dad oh my god that's so funny so fucked but it's so funny because she's a she's a stitch she's a hard-working gal but she still calls her dad wallet as a joke because like in high school she was kind of a terror so it's hilarious um I mean, weren't we all weren't we all um but yeah it was really fun we went to the pool there actually um we went to saw the uh fireworks um We've been going on like downtown Richmond, which is a cute little city. Very, very, um, it's so funny. It's very hipster, very liberal, cute little city. Um, but compared to New York, it's like so small, but it's so cute. Yeah. Um, no, I get that. There's, a, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of little towns by my parents that like, if you go into them, like I think like downtown Harrisburg or like downtown Carlisle, it feels very, or even like downtown Anvil, it feels very like Brooklyn suburbs. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Like the big downtown feels like Brooklyn. And I'm like, yeah. let's go to Perry Street and we're going to get, uh, go to Plan 9. We got some vinyl. We got like so much more records. And yeah. then we met uh, one of the, we met a couple, like a friend of mine uh, who's been my best friend since middle school. He, he's engaged now. So we met his fiance and had like a fun little thing. So it was really fun. We did brunch yesterday. We went to a, um, a bazaar, which is like an open market down here to look at. I trinkets. love stuff like that. I know it's so it's so like why? It's so why cool. Why do we not do that? Show why don't anymore? we do that? What is up with us? Because there's green markets in New York. <laughs> we could be doing. Yeah, we could. Up? I know. I I really do love the the Union Square farmers market that happens. Yeah. I think it's like Wednesday and Saturday, or just I don't know what I don't know when that is. But I always like happen to like just stumble upon it when I'm down Thanks. there. The the rare times that I'm down there. And every single time, it's like, what a delight. It is a delight. And we have one up by us that I love in Inwood. I, and really I've never cool. been to that one either. Oh, my gosh. So I had a day where I was going to, um, for, so Aaron in Inwood Artworks, who does, like, the Inwood Film Festival and everything, he's yeah. wonderful. He, um, he invited me to be on his podcast because it's always, like, a local voice who's an artist he puts on his podcast. It's really fun. And as I was walking to the venue to do the podcast, which is in an old church, it's so cool, up, up in Inwood, um, I walked through the market, and I was like, I'm an idiot. Why don't I ever do cool. this? I I'm know. So happy. What, yeah. Well, and like my friend Dan lives up here too. He's a brilliant like orchestrator, pianist, mm. musician. Love him. Dan Pardo. Shout out. Um, mm. he lives closer to it than oh, Dan we, lives up here. Do. Yeah, he does. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should Who all hang does out with it him. now. Let's I go. Know. I like I get messages from people all the time. They're like, wait, you live in you live in Washington Heights now? Yeah. I just like, ran into my friend Tom on the subway the other day. 
And for the last like five years of my life, in my brain, he lived in Astoria. He was like, I've never lived in Astoria. I was like, I don't know why like, I thought you never did. loved her. Yeah, never loved her. <laughs> but he lives up. He lives up by us. That's wonderful. I know. So we're like building building people around here. And people um, are just flocking. Um, because like you know, if you think about it, we're in Manhattan. It's the last. You know, it's like still in Manhattan. Everywhere we can go is so easy to get to. We're in Midtown yeah. in like twenty minutes. We don't really have to try. And the prices aren't like what they are downtown. They're going up though. Let's not. They're, be ooh, I'm They're getting, getting my lease. I'm getting my lease renewal this month, and I am terrified. Oof. I'm fucking terrified. Like, yeah. only because, like, there was that fire in my building a couple months ago, and they've finished renovating everything and fixing what they should have done in the first place. And the apartment that is across the air shaft from me is the same layout but opposite, and it is now 2600 on the market. And I'm like, oh, fuck. If they try to fuck me... Oh my god! Like and that, not like, stabilized or no? I honestly, I don't know. Cool. I wanted this apartment so bad when I moved in. I was like bending over backwards to get it. Like okay. I gave, I gave up like three months of rent. I made them give me a two year lease. Like, mm-hmm. and that's what I want to renew on. But I'm so nervous that like that is, that is nerve wracking. Yeah, but then the other thing is too. You know, even if it is twenty six hundred a month, like, do I want to pay that? No. But like, will it cost less in the long run than moving? Yes. And the answer is yes. Moving is hate, moving is a bitch. It's a bitch. It cost me. I think moving cost me almost eight or nine thousand dollars. Yeah, it's kind of messy. How in this, you know, my move wasn't as bad because I think it was. I was a kind of adjoining someone else, you know. But right. getting my roommate, you know, to out and then getting all my stuff. I've donated a lot of my stuff to that person, and also I donated a lot of big, heavy things to people. And I'm in a five floor walk up. It was pretty over Christmas. Intense. I know. Well, What's and also. Well, but part part of that cost that I'm I'm considering okay. is like it was first month, last, first month, month, last month security. And then I also was going from a studio to a one bedroom. So I had all this space and no furniture. So I had to like get stuff. Fill her up. I was I was pretty like frugal about it. I was pretty good. There's like a good balance yeah. of things in here that were like not cheap, but then there's stuff in here like a lot of stuff in here that was just free. Um, but the idea of moving makes me want to gag. And oh, so, moving is one of the worst things that ever happened. That's ever going to happen to anyone. Moving I is know. like in my mind, it's like whatever this renewal says, I'm just going to resign it. Like, have you been divorced? Yep. Have you moved? Yep. Which one do you rather do again? Fuck it, divorce. I don't care. Divorce, I don't want. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I was in my last apartment for so long. I was in that apartment for ten years. Same. And my current li- my current living room is bigger than my old apartment, and Mark. I was living it was someone else's and I was renting from them right but it was on the hush so everything was in cash and I was supposed to keep a low profile in the building but like I'm enormous like that's impossible to do also your personality is actually have you actually have right 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 and so like I don't there was some tax thing going on with her with the apartment and claiming it as something and whatever so whatever the case is um, you know, I I tolerated all of that nonsense for a decade, you know, like, and she would come and go, and we had a whole thing where she was like, "Oh, I need to be at the apartment today," and so I would just like leave, or I'd be at work, and it mostly didn't matter. But that it's was kind of space. and it's very like it, it's almost like um it wasn't, and half of her half the apartment was her stuff, and so like, 
you know, I she didn't even want me to have a bed in there, really, for the first, like, I think two years that I was living there. And I was fine with that because I had just come out of cancer. I just moved into the apartment. It was really, really affordable, like super yeah. unheard of affordable. Yeah. And it was, for me, a transitional apartment because I was in recovery and I was still right. trying to figure out what my life was going to look like. And then I just got comfortable and like, you know, after a while I was like, can I just get a bed in here, please? And that was like at the three or four year mark. Where did you sleep? On a couch? No, there was like a really nice like fold out futon that like I broke a couple times. Uh, But, uh, (laughs) you know, those things are not built to last. They're not built to anything. They're they're not. They're They're built built to break. Yeah. Yeah. They're built for a semester and that's it. Yeah, they are. They're built for um, college. But like, I mean, even this thing, this couch right here behind me, this was a, this is a fold out. And I didn't realize that when I bought it, but like it folds down and this is the one that broke all of a sudden out of fucking nowhere. And I had to buy that monstrosity. So it was like, okay, well, whatever. Here we go. Here we go. Put it on my tab. Yeah. But, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday and I can be mad at myself about this all I want, but. You know, I was there for 10 years and I didn't save fucking anything. You know, oh, like man. I was paying absolutely nothing. And what I did in that circumstance was like I only worked when I had to and I focused on creative stuff. Yeah. And all the money that I did make, I used Went to... to move creative stuff forward. So what and would you so... do? What would you do differently at this point? I mean, obviously, I don't believe in regrets and I also don't believe in anything other than like learning lessons. What would you do now differently? If I was moving into that apartment now, I think what I would have done is just gotten accustomed to working full time, like full, 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 full time, and maybe having multiple, multiple jobs on top of that. Yeah. And just even if I just saved, you know, 10% of what I was making every single year, I would, I would own an apartment right now. Right. And like that just was such foolishness on my end. But I was also like not in that headspace. I wasn't okay. You know, yeah. I spent half the time that I lived there not okay because of cancer. And then the yeah. other half of the time that I lived there, I was not okay because of the living circumstance. So, you know, I just don't think that the idea of saving up that amount of money during that period of time for where I was at is realistic. You no, know, so I, don't I, can, I can look back at it all I want and be like, oh, you idiot. But at the same time, like, let's be real. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think too, it's like, it's very dangerous when we look back at our lives and we're like, I could have, should have, would have. It's just so past. It's not even active. It's just like beating yourself about something that's already done. It's like, the only thing we can do is just be like, okay, well, in the future, I know that like, you know, when an opportunity comes, what, where, how would I react to that opportunity? You know, where, how yeah, would I- and it's, it's being conscious of that. You yes, know, like, and that's I've how a, you become a rich bitch is just being conscious of your choice. Yeah. And like I've a I've a good friend who lives up here as well. They're not in town at the moment, but mm-hmm. they bartend three days a week. They live in like a four bedroom apartment that they share with three people, and like it's a cool space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I I don't really know how much money they save. I don't think it's a lot, mm-hmm. but their rent's really cheap. I think the whole apartment they've been there for so long. I think the whole apartment he told me was like sixteen or seventeen hundred. For four for, bedrooms? Yeah, because they've been there forever. And so, like, he only works three days a week and is comfortable with that, and that's great. Yeah. And in my mind, like, that's a very similar situation that I was in before, minus roommates and the space yeah. and the square yeah. footage of it all. But, like, to me, that's like, oh, my God, work, like, 80 hours a week for two years and just save up enough money to, like, yeah. buy a place. Literally. But I don't know. It's it's easier to say that when you're not in it. Doing it. Yeah, no, life is so weird like, like that. 
Yeah. In hindsight, yeah, sure, I should have saved about $100,000 in the 10 years that I was living there. But, like, you know, I didn't. <laughs> you also lived your life, you know what I mean? And, like, I you did. had experiences you wouldn't have had otherwise. And I think yeah, even in, just to circle back, like, being with family, you know, like, I don't get home. I don't get – it's not home. New York's home. But I, I don't get back right. to Virginia – uh, more than a few times a year so I need to be better at that you know that's a that's a conscious decision I think I need to do more and um just being around them you know my parents went out to dinner just with them last night me and Mike and them and it was just so wonderful and then we did s'mores out back and fireworks some more oh, fire love we have a fire pit that's really cute they have fire pit um so yeah so like stuff like that is making me you know there's all there's the way that we can run our lives and then there's the way that we did the best we could and we we look at what we're doing now and what can we do to be more holistically happy and everything and I think honestly for your sanity for your creativity for your health you just had to do it that way you know yeah well and it really it really is like the mental health journey of coming out of something traumatic like that yes I, I really truly believe like the first like four or five years of being in like fresh out of that was like a whole hot mess of course. And, and I'm, I think my mom's dealing with, you know, she's only, she rang the bell for her. I'm clear in 2018, but she's still dealing with a lot of the repercussions. I mean, and of course she is like, fuck. I mean, it fucks your life up. Um, you know, and it's, it's that, that thing that I always say about surviving cancer is harder than fighting it. You know, it's, it's, yes. it's fucked up. Um, you know, and I just think back, like I, I was getting these jobs. I had this job at the Lotus club, which is this mm -hmm. beautiful, place on 66 and 5th it's an mm -hmm. old Vanderbilt house and they turned it into a private club Gloria Vanderbilt was a member Work. um is it a women's club no used to be I thought I guess no it was all men they didn't let women in until like the 70s I think cute okay like, that sounds up like, that tracks why did right. I even think that it's fine. they have a they have a front lounge that was all red that women could stay in but they weren't allowed to go anywhere else it's, you it's, whores get in the red room bitch yeah right get in there i used to nap in there because i worked overnight sometimes um <laughs> it'd be like two in the morning like all right i'm gonna go to sleep go to sleep yeah now. i love that though. um but you know i was only working there three days a week making 20 bucks an hour Work. and that was i that's all i needed i get it and so i had you know and i didn't work until nighttime so i basically had seven days off a week and i just worked like four to midnight the end wow four to midnight that's such a time it was a great it was a great time i had a good time doing that and i in a way i kind of miss it that's um, how like um bartending was for me it was like that those hours i mean i quit very i was there for only for two years when i once i hit like 23 24 i was like i can't be doing this i yeah. can't do this. this lifestyle is not it because i i'm going to auditions in the early mornings and i look like you know and i'm not you know what I mean? I wasn't in the union yet. And I wasn't, uh, you know, there's certain things I think I love now that, and this is just something to say, it's like, I love that now my priorities are more about whole being healthy in the, you know, drinking water, eating when I, you know, properly, I've been a vegan now for like 10 years, but it was like a shift I had to make or 12 years shit. Okay. But you know what I mean? Um, yeah where and also like sleeping is important and you know skin regimen i have like seven steps now i do it's so it's so stupid and over for those overdone. of you have been asking about my skincare routine <laughs> she's anyway. glowing yeah i hear you and it, yeah. it really is a priority change and i think that's one of the things that i'm struggling with now is because like you know and and I say struggling. I'm not like oh, I'm struggling. I just mean like it's a it's a mind game. It is. We're like, <clears throat> yeah, we're like I'm temping right now, and I'm cool with that. 
Yeah. Like, do I want a big, fancy, creative corporate job that pays me six figures a year? Absolutely. And I'm still looking for it. But at the same time, there's part of me, especially with movement that's going on with my pilot, which we'll get to. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I do I just get some, like, brainless fucking job that pays, like, 30 an hour or something like that and, like, make rent and minimal everything else and, like, not worry about saving and just charge forward with this because this yeah. feel this is working? You know, and it's, we've talked about this before where like the work life balance here is like work is a holy hot fucking train wreck mess right now. Like it has been for months, almost a year. And I'm just only now really coming out of that mental space yeah, and being able to pursue other things from like a place where I don't feel fucked up. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, yes, I've been applying for all these like really fancy, great jobs that like I'm some of which I'm overqualified for. And I look at the sticker on them and I'm like, seriously, yeah, you're paying that for this. And it, it's like and then the opposite of that, too, like there's there are job listings on Playbill that people are still paying like 19, 18, 19, 20 dollars an hour for. And it's like, fuck off. Not even um, I mean, it is, but it's like I'm not leaving the house for like less than 30. 30. And like, that's not even, you know, which I'm doing right now, but that's a different story. Um, you know, but like, it's, it's just kind of deciding, like, do I still want to pursue the one thing or do I want to just get something dumb that I, that doesn't take up brain space so that I can use all of my energy on the thing that is working? Yes. Yeah. And, and like, part of me is leaning towards that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's whatever works for us. Like I've kind of gotten to the thing of where I have you know, side things that I run, like, you know, whether it's my pitch check business, whether it's voiceover, whether it's um, producing stuff or whatever, while I'm acting, while I'm doing all the things, I I need to have like various little, these various, some big things to just be like, okay, let's make money while I put money back into movies or back into things I'm making or mm-hmm. back into my, my private, my art classes and my acting classes and my you know, whatever. It's just like things that really matter to me. And then so I can have a weekend, you know, and do whatever I want. So I can come to my parents' house for seven days and it's not going to destroy my life. You know, it's like whatever, you know, like finding that balance. Well, and it is, and it is, and you've done this so successfully and so beautifully. And I'm, I'm, I continue to be jealous of it until it happens for me, but like being able to work for yourself solely and only and being able to be like, yeah. And if I, I am hired or whatever, it's an independent contractor. It has nothing of course, to do with like, right. I'm not and beholden to them other than what I'm there to do. Right. And, and so like, you know, that's, that's kind of the life that I want to live, you know, mm-hmm. and like, obviously that's not going to happen with a big fancy corporate job, but like. You know, it's it's tell your pilot. Get your I'm pilot. sorry. Right, exactly. Yeah, well, and that's make your pilot. By the way, great job on your work so far. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I haven't done all of it yet. It's oh my god, don't even apologize. Time. You're fine. I'm sitting in an office all day with my thumb up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I'm um, doing a lot of stuff right now, but it's still it's. I think your I think your pilot is really special, and I think too, just as someone who's made pilots, who critiques pitch decks, and who makes them, and like also ideas. Like I think it's a fabulous thing, and I think that. um especially like just reading what you've already done from what we we've been doing. It's just really going to pop. It's popping off the page. And I think that it's definitely worth making. It's so, it's so you too. It's so you and it's, you're bringing yourself to it. You're bringing yourself, which is what you need to do something to something creatively, not to the extent of like, no, my baby, no, no. But like to the extent of like make it yours. So it's, it's something unique and different because everybody's different. Everybody, everybody's different. And if 
when people lose their creativity into something, that's when the thing doesn't get made or it doesn't pop off the page because they're trying to kowtow to different. It's like bringing yourself to something, but not at the expense of not making it. Right. You know? well, and, and that's also something I talk to my social media clients about as well. Like stop yeah. trying to create for the algorithm. Yes. Create for you. That's mindless. Who are you? Mindless. Well, and it's your also, identity. Who are you? Exactly. But then it's it also becomes so generic that you're not attracting the right people. Or you're not attracting anybody because you're not doing you. You're ju- you're trying to follow trends and trend chase, and then you know whatever. So so too the same goes for for writing. If you write something that you think is trendy that people like, that's going to be commercially satisfying to sell. Like yeah, sure, maybe you'll sell it, but it's going to suck. Yeah. You know, like it's not going to be good. It doesn't have a soul. It doesn't have a heart. Yeah. I mean, I'm so I, I'm like watching. I'm I'm in season three now of the other two. Mm. And the reason why I started watching it is because um this woman I've I've known for years and years. She was a producer on it. It was her first like TV producer thing. Cool. She's been a location manager and a location scout for major networks and major projects that you've absolutely heard of and watched for the last, I don't know, 20 years of her life. Wow. And uh you know, she and I had a meeting the other night and she wants in on producing my pilot, which is great. I'm so fucking excited about it. And um, <clears throat> she's such a baddie. The two of you are either going to hate each other or absolutely. <laughs> I think we'll love, love each other. other. I love I'm women. I'm nearly certain you are. She's like from Jersey and she's just like big yes. hair, lipstick. I love her. She's the best. Okay, love her already. Yeah. Um, Her name's Sasha. She's fucking cool. Or- so she's on board and I wanted to make sure that I was watching the other two before we actually met because it's the most recent thing that she's done and like the uniqueness and the jump off the page and like of all of that is so good and like the commentary on how fucked up the music industry is and how everything else is and like you know, there's there's you know what this... the idol tried to do. Oh, not gonna get into it. Yeah, well, yeah, we've we've discussed that before, but like this is this is done in like such a fun, campy kind of way. Yes, we need that. Right, where like the sister is like out of her mind, but like also kind of brilliant, and the brother is just kind of like this delusional, sad sack. But like we love him, <laughs> and the the pop star brother who kind of fades into the background in season three a little bit is trying to reclaim his own and like. He's not a good singer and no one wants to tell him that. And so he's like doing product placement and like creating brands and stuff because Ooh. he has no talent otherwise. It's such a funny commentary. Very good. That's very a lot of, of commentary just from that description. It's brilliant. And I'm not even scratching the tip of the iceberg here. Yeah, like, that's great. So, so that's what you want to do is like from the get, people are like, well, okay. Yeah, this is saying something. It's really, really but also smart. It's fun and enjoyable to watch. Like, what? Exactly. So why can't that be something that everyone's doing. Like, just be fun. Well, and that's exactly what I want to do with mine, too. Like, I want it to be fun. Yeah. Like, yes, it's serious subject matter and there will be serious moments, but like, sure. I want it to be a circus. And I love that. The same. And that's why people want to watch it. So I agree. Anyway, inadvertently, that's the update on what's going on with well, that. That's great. So, and I think <laughs> like, the more we speak into existence, like, what we want you know um like you're doing you're talking about your creative process with this you know I'm a creator as well but my big thing is acting like that's my love you know and it just every time I book something that's just me being a character really embodying it and feeling that that is my that is my real love and I'm glad that like in the last year there's been some big things here and there that have come my way as an actor that you know again it's like having rep it is. That's red tape. You need your reps. I have them. But it's also self-submitting. It's also following up with people that you've met that are the cast director for what show you're obsessed with. Like, the, you know, 
there's certain cast directors I'm like hey girl and like hey girl you know and all of a sudden I'll be called in for like amazing show you know it's like very important to do all that especially if that's your passion and dream like my number one thing is a I love being a creator obviously because it's like can we tell stories that like um people want to watch and hear that aren't just like oh wow it's another show about a crime well we know what it is (laughs) but it's in Indiana see it's oh right well Um, and that that always cracks me up too because like you know, it, it again, that points to the whole like creating for the algorithm or creating for yes. what you think is going to sell. Like, of course, true crime is going to sell. Everybody loves true of crime. But like, and unless we're going to do something but... actually different with it, like, Jesus Christ. Well, that's why the networks are just like, okay, it's, you know, I love, by the way, Law and Order SVU, Mishka Hargate is an icon and a legend. So I'm icon, not. Icon, love. But I'm saying it's been done. So why do we keep doing like blank blank version five blank blank version six yeah. well and what was it like there was that series and that's gonna happen more now that everything and just update on strike everything in la has been pretty much shut down all the new stuff yeah it's just gonna keep recycling until they pay up and they actually like have creatives be supported in their ideas yeah well and i mean also to that point as well i mean there was a couple years where there was nothing but hospital shows you know, like obviously, ER because Grey's Anatomy changed off. the game, and they just and follow Grey's that right. formula exactly. And it's like, there's what is that commentary that uh, I think Amy Poehler made at the Golden Globes one with Tina Fey one year, or was it the what Oscars? I don't remember. Uh, all the years that they did it, great. Yeah, but she was like, and just like Hollywood, we're just going to keep doing the same thing until everybody hates it. <laughs> yep, literally, literally. I mean, look what yeah. happened. Like, we, everything was zombies after The Walking Dead. Then everything was blah blah blah. Then it's just like what happens, and I think. But the trendsetters were always creative people that started it. Shonda exactly. Rhimes started the hospital thing. And then it was like, oh, shit. I mean, I know ER existed before this, blah, blah, blah. But the real drama, tea, campiness of it all, hospital drama, Shonda Rhimes. And she came from, you know, she came out of the woodwork. And I was like, whoa. And same thing with, like, The Walking Dead. Like, there were zombie shows before that. They were, mm, and then that came out and it changed the genre. Or then, like superhero you know they made an actually good superhero movie that was like robert downey jr being an incredible actor that he is being iron man and then that made everything go oh shit or like nolan decided hey i'm gonna actually tackle superhero after doing trippy shit for years i'm gonna do batman and then you're like oh wow and like then everybody's like superheroes you know and so it's like (laughs) superheroes and so it's like that's my thing is like we can do all that but think about every single time that something started a trend it was a creative human being doing something different yeah everything else that followed was a was a copy yeah well and i think now like we're making another superman like okay and this is like the 10th superman in my lifetime we're on right we're on how many spider-mans like jesus christ like yeah. since the Tobey Maguire of it all, like how many? Yes, have we since had? the like, Tobey Maguire of it all. I have not watched any of them that are not Tobey Maguire. And I, I have and we're watched... on Jurassic Park five now. Like, no, I come don't. On. Don't please, get me started. I don't want to even talk about Jurassic Park. I don't want to even speak on it. Now yeah. that being said, if I get cast in Jurassic Park seven, we're like, I'll do in. it. Yeah, absolutely. Give it to me. <laughs> do it. Like we're in. But my point is, is that like, so all that is good and great, and people are ingesting that content and they're enjoying it. If they are, great, love that. But I think when it, when we come to like what we're speaking of is like a, a creative, when you want to be a fire starter, you can't be copying the same shit. It's the same thing with social media. It's the same thing with features and pilots and all that good, good TikToks, everything. If you're just copying something, it's just you want to make your mark. And that's not yeah. the way to do it. Well, and I, think, I think the the kind of like it's empowering. 
the, the non-intuitive thing to do in that situation is like put your blinders on like stop looking at what other people are doing because you're automatically exactly you're automatically going to like compare yourself to them Don't. and what they're doing and then it gets into your head of like oh well maybe i should try that and like maybe blah, blah, blah. stop it like what do you want to do turn off all the all the screens and all the things and yes. just sit down with yourself with a pen and paper and do it analog and just write it out or make a pitch deck of it, like organize. Right, it. Exactly. Yes. Talk, again, not to plug myself, but there's a talk. It's free too. And I'm giving away free I just stuff. sent it to someone the other day. Great. It just, it's a, I, the whole point of it for me to make that wasn't for me to get more pitch deck because I already was getting clients by word of mouth. It was really just because I wanted people to feel empowered that their ideas are great and that it, there's no reason they shouldn't be making this. There's just yeah. no reason. Although I will say in the other two, there is an episode where, to get an agent the brother has to have a feature and so mm -hmm. he gives him like the agent gives him like three days to send him the script and <gasps> so he's like i'm a writer now and so he like goes out and buys a notepad and he writes down like gay my dad hated me or mean dad and then like something else and he goes to buy this notebook and the person at the checkout i think it's supposed to be like the drama bookshop or something yeah the person at the checkout is like oh i'm doing a play here it's called whatever you should come he's like i'm not gonna go and then he's out writing he's like well maybe i should go because to be inspired i need to see inspiring mm -hmm. things whatever so he goes there <laughs> it's a one-man show and this guy walks out and he's like i'm gay and i had a mean dad and he basically just says everything that the guy wrote down and he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, wow, that's different. But see, it was the thing so is, good. Like, that's wonderful. And that's so true. Because like, I've actually had like ideas where like, I'll have an idea. And then I'll actually have a friend be like, you can't make that. They already did something near that. And I'm like, no, but they didn't do it like how I would do it. Right. Well, and, and there's that there's the two way street of this. It's like create something that no one else is creating. But if it's uh, if it's similar to something else that's made. Right. You know, like, I mean, we can talk about mine. Like, yes, there are other musical pilots that are out there. And yeah. like Chicago is kind of is very, very too far in that direction yeah. doing what I want to do. And yeah, I could sit here and be like, oh, I can't make this because it's not, you know, Chicago yeah, is already dumb. doing it. It's so dumb because it's nothing like mine. It's the same kind of medium and it might be a similar format, but it's not the same. Not and the I same. I just learned, Sasha told me the other day, actually, there's a show on Hulu called Up There. And it's also a musical about this woman, I think, who hears voices in her head. And it's a musical. And I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. And also Crazy Ex-Girlfriend already did that with mental health. However, yeah. it's being done again. And I'm sure it's great. I haven't watched it yet. But it's good. I mean, it's good for me because we're keeping these musical TV shows happening. Yeah. And so that just makes another avenue for me. And like looking at looking at things that other people are doing is helpful in the sense that you can see, okay, this is how I can pursue this and this is how I can get this done. But it shouldn't be discouraging. It should but never it shouldn't be, be like it never. an excuse to, okay, because like the world, we know this, human beings will always find an excuse to not do something. So if you use that shit and you buy into that shit, you're, you're screwing up because there's no reason why you shouldn't make something. Also, I was told for Dr. Seeds, like it was so weird and different that no one's going to want it. And then they did. So. Oh my God. Also shout out to my dad, because when I was home for a 4th of July, he was telling me that he watched all of the episodes on YouTube that are there. And I was like, those are the short those, ones. You have to the get the real ones. ones. Those are not it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, and he was like, it's so bizarre. I was like, just wait until you see the real yeah, real, the, the real thing. Yeah. It's on so, Flex. So Matt, if everyone wants to see the real one. So I don't have any YouTube because that, that wasn't picked up by YouTube. It was picked right. up by 
Amazon. And then when the contract ended, we, we had, we got picked up on Plex TV. So if you want to see the real one, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm considering taking down the YouTube ones, but I just love them so much. I don't want to confuse people. Maybe leave, maybe leave a couple there if you want. There's only a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, whatever. I don't know, but you've made it, you've made a, a new fan in my dad. Great. I love that your dad loves it. Your dad oh, yeah. is he he was listening podcast. to he was listening to episodes while I was at home. <laughs> yes. It was great. Shout out to Matt Milsky. We all need your dad. That's what we need. We need yeah. dad with your dad. Truly, he's great. Your but, dad's um, great. But yeah, so uh, actually let's props to your dad. Right, props to my dad. Let's talk about what you know about updates for SAG WGA <laughs> situations. Well, there was a hit piece um that came out, and I'm gonna call it that on deadline about Fran Drescher today, I think, or yesterday. Um, that's just the MPTP being shady. Just going to tell you that now. There is no reason that she's being dragged about the vax stuff by anti-vaxxers. It doesn't really make any sense. So, like, the people that are named, and I don't want to get sued, but the people are named in the um, in the article, on the deadline article, um, are, like, dragging her for not doing enough about... Uh, vaccine mandates and blah 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 when in reality she did so much and the reason nothing happened is because everyone else was like no (laughs) so it's so funny that she's getting critiqued by people that that the one thing she didn't fully cohesively agree with me and i'm in her and i was in her party and i'm going to be in her party and i think she's done a really great job with a lot of things um i don't agree with I, I agree that if if a producer wants to have a vaccine, it does it doesn't even matter anymore now. But for the years that it did, if a producer or a company, the way it was set up is if a producer wants to or a company uh, wants to make it, so you have to have a vaccine to be on their set because they want to keep people safe. Um, I don't find that to be wrong, um, but I think she has feelings about that, and that's great. I'm not going to speak for her, but the people that they name in this article that are trying to run against her. And that their opinions are like, she didn't do enough. I'm like, y'all, she tried a lot. It's just that we're all like, no. So you can fucking, it's just weird because they're kind of, they're kind of, kind of create, create a divide inside of our union. That's kind of made, not really a thing. It didn't really like, this hasn't culminated in arguments really. This hasn't even culminated in like, um, so to see these people named that are just running against her. What this was was made, I think, to disrupt SAG after in general to make it look yeah. like we, we aren't getting along or make it look like our leadership is uh divided or well, I'm, I'm looking at it now and it reads I'm just skimming it, but it reads very much like they're scared and this is their tactic to try and yep. like get some power back by like yep. trying to smear the person who's ahead of it. Cause yep. like what what they're what they're saying is that basically because of her cancer schmancer. Yeah. Um, history and the book yeah. that she put out and all of that and then claiming that the vaccines somehow are linked to cancer that someone says else says that she doesn't say that right right right, right. no no no. exactly so like like they're they're pointing fingers at her for this and then saying that she um w- was like somehow acting nefariously on on the end of like it's it doesn't it doesn't read like she's it makes done sense. everything above board even when i disagree with her she's done everything completely above board she's done everything to have meetings about stuff and talk about everyone and how they feel and um so i don't really understand um it at all i think the piece is so weird and i also think too it's like focusing on like well she didn't do enough and i'm like bro I don't Literally even know. everything shut down. What did you want her what to do? You like, want her to do? 
and we had more meetings during shutdown than any time. Also, I was, I, I mean, I, I can attest to that. And so I just, I think it's kind of like, it was just such a weird thing to come out. So anyway, m- m- what I'm saying is, and PTP is trying it. They're trying it. So um, they're also putting people in the comments of certain Instagrams. You can tell it's just the same thing, copy paste. They're like, why didn't we strike on the 30th? Like we voted for, and it's like, well, we voted for a strike authorization when deliberations were over. They're Which not they're over, not yet. over yet, but they will be in three days. But they will be in literally like three days. And I think we're probably going to strike them. But I, but I truly believe that if someone, first off, then the leadership that we have, and first off, that room is filled with, I mean, literally the, the room that is, is doing deliberations and I forget what it's called, but like they're talking to the executives, trying to neg- negotiating committee, everyone in that negotiation team come from different factions from the past of like, you know, maybe we didn't, you know, maybe we were this group and that group, but everyone's come together. In fact, it, I don't know if you know people know this, but the two big slates in LA, one of which I've been on the winning team for years. Um, and there's one in big one in New York and we all just get along, but there's a, there's two big factions in LA. They've merged now together. Everyone's getting along. That's why this, this article was so stupid. I was like, everyone is getting along in the union. Everyone, everyone in leadership is getting along. And they, some people have different opinions and blah, blah, blah. But if the negotiating committee helmed by all these really intelligent highly highly effective actors some are named some are not some are uh, constantly working some have worked in the past some are just now working it doesn't matter it's all a really diverse pool of people some are stunts some are voiceovers some are music some are dancers some are whatever it's such a great negotiating team of smart human beings if they're telling us give us two more weeks we're on that's why they're saying because they're on to something now right why are you mad? Because the whole point of us doing the strike authorization was to avoid a strike, y'all. It wasn't so we would have one because strikes are are hard. Strikes are rough. The reason we voted for a strike authorization is so we walked in the room saying, hey, if you don't do what we want, we literally have a strike ready for you. It's an it's a tactic. It's so we they go, oh shit, we don't want them to strike. So let's so if they're extending it by just two weeks, let's be real. Um, that means they were onto something and I wholeheartedly, that was their job to negotiate their job. The negotiator's job is to negotiate, not to walk in and strike. I don't understand this. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I also think that it's a, it's another brilliant tactic I saw last night on, uh, social media that they've already made strike signs. Like they're, they're basically saying like, we're ready to go, bitch. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, it's very united. So to see, again, I'm not going to speak of this again. Deadline has always a, a big miss. A lot of times they, they do shit like this. And, um, it's just rough because it's like, guys, you're just trying to, de- the MTV, PTV is make, trying to make us look like weirdos. Like we don't get along when it's literally the current president None of the established people that are in it are even in that article. It's just people randomly running against her randomly and quoting them as if it's Bible, which I hate saying that because the Bible's crazy. But you know what I mean? As if it's like, <laughs> she didn't do this. And I feel that way. And I'm just saying it. And then the deadline's like, great. I love that. Because I could say cut cuckoo cachoo shit and then make it look weird. But anyway, my point is, is that we're very united uh, to extend for two weeks. Shouldn't make everyone want to flip tables because the fact of the matter is, we literally voted for strike authorization so we could do it if we need to do it. And it was supposed to deter them from us becoming people that don't have work like we normally do. But if we do strike, bravo, because that's what we have to do. So in a couple of days, we probably will. I can guess that we will. Um, but 
I don't understand. But, but it could it could go really well, and then we won't have to. And then we get everything we freaking wanted. Like I don't right. understand. Like and then the so the so the whole this <gasps> very interesting, and also like the, some of the comments of the people I see that are like, "This is ridiculous." Like where they're being easy on them. I was like, "Are you in the room?" Right, we could be like, yelling at each other all day. Like, you don't know what's happening. Right. It, could it could be, be like WWF. Also, it's good to see you. I've never <laughs> met you before. I've never seen you at any meetings, and I've never seen you ever like anywhere. So it's yeah. Really well, it's crazy. it's always the ones that are the least active, active that are the most vocal. You know that happens with Actors Equity too. The people that are like screaming the loudest are the ones who don't vote. They don't show up. They don't do the things. They don't work. They have no jobs. Like, right. They have not. My thing is, you can have an opinion. I love it. Of course, have your opinion. But to be angry at people for doing the actual job that we hired them to do, which is negotiate, instead of just going, fuck it, strike, like, is so stupid. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. (laughs) This is like, but anyway, so my update is this. If we're going to know in just a couple days, it's the 9th, so 10, 11, 12, three days, we're going to know. If we really do strike, I think we are at this point. Um, I really, I am really appreciative of them though, giving it their all. Also, this is a shorter negotiation time than it has been in the past. And can you imagine going through a document that's, I'm not gonna say how many pages, but it's pretty long and trying to negotiate extreme things that in the past we haven't had to try in a smaller amount of time to ask for two more weeks to negotiate on our behalf. Why are you mad? That's nothing. I know. Why are and you also, mad? and also, we're looking at technology and advancements that we've never had to face before. Right. You know, and so, like, of course, that's going to be a bigger, longer, heavier right. conversation. Would like, you like us to have it addressed in the room in a nice, uh, diplomatic way, or would you like us to be like, "Fuck it, fuck it, we're just going to go on strike," and they're right. You know, well, and then also like the long-term ramifications of that, where it's like, okay, we half-ass this, and then five years from now like your image and likeness is being used in a movie that you didn't right. get paid because our negotiators didn't try for. their best which they're doing that's why they extended it for two weeks exactly well, like ai is dangerous for actors and writers like, like our literal careers could be in jeopardy especially right. with all these big tech conglomerates that have like your face everywhere your info mm-hmm. everywhere like mm-hmm. your health information everywhere you know like we're it's mm-hmm. too late to get any of that shit back or right. off the table but like right. they can use that without this kind of negotiation to create humans in a film that you're not in. I mean, CGI is kind of crazy enough, but then like you're adding the AI component to it and it's like, Oh my God. And that technology isn't perfect. It's really good, but it's not perfect. It's getting better and better. It's just going to get better. It's just one of those things where it's like, it's like, I, I think about people who yell so loud or get mad about something that actually doesn't even make any sense. Like, it's like, you can get mad that we're not on strike yet, but we literally couldn't have gone until the 30th. And then the negotiators recommended, can we please extend? We're just going to extend for two more weeks. Nothing is crazy right now. Just let it happen so we can figure stuff out. And and then we'll go on strike and you'll be happy. And you can, we can all be on strike. We can all be on strike. <laughs> Isn't that fun for everyone? Like, what the hell? Wasn't the wasn't the point? Whatever. I just can't. But know, um, yeah. It's just uh, that's all. And I and I and I hate the um. It's just such a reaction. It's like, oh my god, they're something's being screwed. It's like, dude, we all want. Do you realize that everyone that's negotiating? I think this they also don't recognize this, which is like, do some research. <laughs> everyone in that negotiating room is a SAG after member. Right. Obviously, they want this to work. Like, if they were just like a random people that we hired, yeah, sure, you you can have. Then some they people. don't fucking care. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's the it's the in part. Literally is, us. We're negotiating. Us. Right yes. Now. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> 
no one wants to so anyway so just calm down it's gonna be okay you can have those feelings love that for you love love that people are passionate but i hope i see you out on the picket line i hope i see you three weeks from now i hope i see you the next day i hope you see you two months from now if we're still dealing with this i hope i see you because if you're listening at our negotiators who are on your side i hope you're that man um i think the anticipation from what i'm getting is that it's going to take the whole summer if if the strike does happen, which is horrifying, but also yeah, but we can't predict. I mean, they could be bit. They could immediately in a week be like, "Wow, LA is now officially shut down for writing." Now the actors yeah. won't be called. Help! Oops. Right. Oops. Well, and also, I'm curious to have your take on uh, the Ryan Murphy of it all. Obviously, I love him and all the content that he does, and I should be so lucky for him to ever do anything that I've touched. Yeah. But he's like suing for. Uh, the ability to continue production because I think his his American Horror Story the next version of it is like still shooting at Silver Cup and Silver Cup Studios uh, here in New York and he's now wanting to sue to continue that shooting process so one two three go okay so I had an audition for that which is so funny and I was like is this gonna get made it's like I'm so confused that this is coming on my doorstep knowing what's happening um look uh i mean it's like i don't know why i do know why he wants to make his thing and doesn't want to lose the money that he's put in um but there is a strike so i don't know like why like do you know what i mean like you can yeah you can wait uh i understand it's a lot of people out of work it's a lot of pe- like i'm sure he has a lot of pressure on him being like i have to support this entire community of iatsi members of writers of actors and i'm sure they all want to keep it going but if we're striking against the producers that are screwing all of us and this contract this thing he's doing is under that that's what it is and i'm sorry and i'm sorry that that's happening and um we can't be we can't keep making things that's as being a scab (laughs) we can't when you're on strike you can't keep making the things to weaken our fight just on newsies last night and i was like yikes you know so i was like (laughs) wait i forgot how union in the strike and everything you know it's literally um so my point is is that yeah i mean do you dude um you're very you're a very powerful person though so what you do does matter so I understand both that he is concerned about the people probably that are under him. He also wants to make his thing. Totally feel that. I can't speak for him, but I would say in this in this moment, it might be the time to just throw the talent for a second. So this can end faster. Yeah. Well, and I like I did I have I had the very nice privilege opportunity to meet him one time. And he's very sweet. He's very funny yeah. and like just a nice dude. So it's hard for me to believe in the brief interaction that we had based on that, that like he's doing this from a place of, of some menacing maniacal, like I need to get this done. Wrong people. Of course. And like, you know, like you said, I think it, it probably does come from a place of wanting to take care of the people that are working for him, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, you know, like, on the other side of that, he has had a season of American Horror Story come out every year for the last right. however it's many years. Not like years. it's gonna, right? So like, are, is is he mad that it's like breaking the cycle? Like, what? I just you know, I mean, whatever. I Ryan, can't, I can't read his age. mind, but I will say that like to empower the people that are <clears throat> under him now would be yeah. to make sure that our future is better, and by right. doing that, we need to right. Fight and I I love him, and I just am I'm just kind of curious, like what what is this coming from? Like I kind of want that answer more so because like yeah. obviously, of course, you want to make it, of course, you want to keep uh. going, you know. But so then I'm just like, like you said, like he's very powerful, he's very influential, and right. so what That's he does, why does matter. Doing this, 
makes a difference. Meaning like if you don't do this and you make a stand, it's much more powerful. Now to be clear, and I want to say this before we wrap up, cause I got to pack it up back to New York, but I'll be back, Bill. We can see each other. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my thing is like, if we, uh, like if this is like, okay, if SAG after word a strikes, I can't legally say, yeah, I don't know. Um, but let's just say if we were in a few days, um, all of us that are not all of us, cause I, I've made some bigger things, but like, I mean, like everybody who's like under the not AMPTP, meaning anything that's under like millions of dollars can still be made. We can still make our things. I say, this is a great opportunity for actors and creatives to culminate gestate their ideas while fighting for our rights so when things are back to normal we can really take off with some really great stuff um okay. but that's a privileged thing to say there's people that are gonna be out of work that will be like not okay but again for the actors in particular that i can only speak to i can't speak for the wj because i'm not a member i can't speak for the dj i can't speak for the teamsters i can't speak for the non-union actors i can't speak on that but what i can speak on is a, as a union actor i can still work under all the sag indie contracts all the contracts that are, uh, you know, a lot of voiceovers of all the voiceover stuff's not going to get really touched. A lot of, and you know, some narrative, sure, but not really under the MPTP. They don't really control a lot of it unless it's like a high animation thing. But like, you've got commercials that'll still be made. No one's touching that. You've got um, indie features that can be up to a million and a half. You have pilot presentations. You have all this stuff that's not under them. So it's not like when this happens, the people that are going to get hurt the most are the most powerful people and the people that are in like big things. But they'll be okay. We're going to be okay. And right, if we they're fight fine. back, if we fight back, and I'm sure I can't speak for everyone. I'm sure some of them are not fine. But all I can say is that if we fight back against these powerful things with our power players, like Joss, like other people, that's way more effective than if we don't. And we are. If, if we go on strike, all of our high-profile members, which every actor that you know is a member of sag After that you recognize, that's a huge get. And and there's idiots for fighting us. They're yeah. idiots. Well, and I just saw that the the petition is up to a thousand signatures. Yep, I signed it. Hell yeah. But that's my thing. So again, I'm not I'm not anti. Let's go on strike. But I'm pro my my people and my union who are all of us who are fighting for this. And if they want to extend two weeks, why are we mad? We might get all why what we, we wanted without is having to do this strike thing. Why are you mad? scene i'm it like that's it <laughs> <laughs> and then my mic fell my mic's like shut up uh it was a mic job oh never mind oh my god <laughs> i'm so sorry getting on my soapbox no i love your asking. soapbox i love your soapbox because like you have your finger on the pulse you're in this you know what's up and i think it's it's so much better to have information that is that is streamlined from you because you're there and you know what's up yeah, yeah. um than listening to rumors and publications yeah, yeah all the rumors it for their own for their own benefit just pay attention guys to what you're being fed because if you think about it a bunch of gotcha quotes from people who aren't in a leadership position crapping on like the leader currently is obviously a tactic to weaken us that was why that article was written just take a second and think on that and they were critiquing her on something that she actually is on their side for so it makes no sense whatsoever um it's crazy yeah. Well, and also, also like pay attention to other voices that are kind of lower to the ground. Right. Like right. Um, my friend, Sean Sharma, he's like very much involved yeah. with sag after, and he's, mm -hmm. he's been very transparent yes. about what's going on on the end too. Like he's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so he's in there. It, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, just, like, listen, be careful of who you're listening to with stuff like this, you know, and, and that's true with everything, you know, like, take everything that you hear with a grain of salt until you find out for yourself from right. a source that is closer to right. what's going on. And there's a lot of working actors who you might not even recognize who are in that negotiation right now, and don't you think they would fight so hard for us to have the right things? So if they recommend that we extend two weeks, please support them. That only weakens them. Now you're on the side of the producers by right, doing because it. then you're FYI. dividing exactly it's the divide and conquer conquer don't fall for it guys here. we're all don't in this together yes other than the aptp we're all in this together right <laughs> well i love you i love this you too and this has been great i can't wait till you're back to the city we have so much to literally do. tonight yeah literally so tonight um and i will see you soon and everyone like subscribe follow share do all the things yes you know, ring a bell light a candle do some sage whatever yes. you need to do but keep Wash your let's, heart. let's keep this things. going and and we'll we'll uh see you on a Monday sometime because that's when our new episodes come out. I want the dollars. I want You're the dollars. so rich. Work. <laughs>